Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the uh, DCC weekly podcast called Deeper, where we uh, initially will start talking about topics about the Sunday message and then possibly branch out into other topics. Uh, my name is Scott Smith. I'll be hosting this week with my lovely wife, Shauna, here hey. to sign. And we're joined by a new couple today. Uh, we've got Newman with us. Hello. Thanks for we, having me. And we've got Jacob. How's it going? Great. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining. And if you guys want to tune into the podcast, we we will have it available on all of the avenues, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all of these. Things we've never heard of before. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all the YouTubes and all the good stuff. So uh, welcome. Um, we're wrapping up a series right now at church. I, I think this is week, we just got done with week six, and it's about being a church on fire. And I don't know, it's been kind of kicking me in the pants a little bit, lack of better terms. Uh, it, it's challenged me in a way, and, and just coincidentally, I've been going through a lot of stuff personally as, as a result of that that I've had to kind of um, give up control. Control's always been kind of a really hard thing for me. I'm a little bit of a control freak, as my wife knows. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I've, been, I, I've been in the middle of a lot of situations or storms lately where it's like, I got over my head, and, you know, at one point I just kind of threw up my hands. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm done. You know, I just, I can't control anything, and none of us can anyways. But what do you mean by when you said, like, you were done, like, spiritually you were done or no, just mentally, I, emotionally? I was just done trying to carry the weight of it all. Mm. You know, it was like one of those things where it's like, you know, when I, I spoke, to, when we do a, a monthly men's group, and one of the messages I talked about was, you know, we plan so much. I'm one of those logical guys that has a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. Mm -hmm. You know, and you go through them all, and then at the end, you got plan G, plan God. And it's like, mm -hmm. I've exhausted <laughs> these. All right, now what do you got, God? Yeah. yeah. You know, instead of just going with that to begin with, because it always works out when you look to him. But, mm -hmm. again, I somehow think that, you know, I, I got this figured out. I can do this. I'm an engineer. And <laughs> I always fall face first, and I've been a believer now for, my gosh, it's going on like 18 years. Mm -hmm. Goodness gracious. And so, um, you know, I, again, I hit this this scenario where I really just didn't have answers, didn't know what to do, didn't know where to go. I had so much going on. I'm like, all right, God. And immediately, you know, all these things, we had favor, we had grace, we had help jumping in. It was like, and, and, you know, when you're in the midst of it, it's like, thank you, Lord. But then it passes, and then you go back right back to your old ways again. And it's mm -hmm. so, I mean, do you guys kind of have that as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so I'm not the only yeah. control freak then. It makes <laughs> me feel better. Um, but Kevin's message this week was talking about casting out demons and praying for the sick. And this one really got me fired up. I hosted, I was facilitator mm -hmm. on Sunday, and I, I definitely got worked up at the end of the message. Yeah. Um, but it was it's such a simplistic thing, and I think... As believers, a lot of times, and it happens, I think, almost as you get deeper in your in your walk with God, we try to overcomplicate things, yeah. right? Like, we try to add these other steps in, and we think, oh, it just can't be that simple. Like, you know, I've got to pray. I've got to do oh, I should fast. That's That'll help out. You know, I should do this, and, and then I should do this, and then I should do this, instead of just believe. Mm -hmm. You know, Kevin made such a statement. He's like, what if, like, praying for the sick and then getting healed was just, like, second nature? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, well, and tying back to what you were just saying too, like, um, it's almost like conjuring, like, oh, maybe if I, if I do this formula, if I pray this way, or if I fast for this amount of time, then I'll, then this will happen. Then I'll get what I wanted, or then I'll see miracles. Then this or that'll happen. Mm -hmm. And, and like Scott was saying, it's, it's a form of overcomplicating, but it's also, you're adding to what, God has already done what Jesus has already done. You're adding to it. Mm -hmm. So to me, I'm like, well, if you feel like you need to add to what God has already done, I have to be honest. I mean, a, a question that I have, isn't that a little bit witchcrafty? You know, like mm -hmm. if you're adding to or you're trying to, and I'm not trying to make anyone feel like. Well, what you're saying, it seems like ritual. Like it's right. like it, in yeah. order to get that, achieve yeah. that, then you need to do steps one through 10. Right. And it's like, no, it, it's just so simple. And Jesus has already, you know, paid the ultimate price on the cross. And we carry that authority. And it's just simple as that. Yeah. But like you said, we just overcomplicate things so All much. The time. Right. Yeah. All I the think time. it's, um, yeah. I think it's a lot just because of like the world around us. Like mm -hmm. everything yeah. takes X, Y, and Z, you know, like if you 
move up in your job it's because you did this and that mm. performance all right exactly yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. and, so and it's and hard for us point. to think that you know it just happens you yeah it's a natural thing x y and z and even like when he started talking to the beginning about expectation versus expectancy, right? Mm-hmm. We try to put our expectation on everything. Well, if I do this, 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 then God will do this. Instead of just saying, I expect God to move, period. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to believe and I'm going to do. And that's it. You know, the, the story they was talking about uh, their friends that went to Africa and she just goes down to pick Love up this that. kid that's mm-hmm. all, you know. So good. You can tell he's very sick and ill and she's mm-hmm. just loving him. He got mm-hmm. healed. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. so simplistic, and yeah. and even when he healed for, he prayed for the the kid that had was it malaria, malaria mm-hmm. in, in Africa. And it's like he was healed the next day when he asked the parents, like, duh, of course he's healed. Yeah, yeah they didn't even bat an eye. Yeah, they didn't even yeah. think like yeah. you prayed, he's healed. Ooh. And that mentality takes me back to like another sermon that he preached that a really Americanized modern Christianity world that we live in mm-hmm. right now, and um, again, just that overcomplicating, and I just feel like we do bat an eye when, you know, there's this crazy miracle and stuff. It's like, there are like other countries out there who just, it's second nature to them. And I just love that story so much. It really took me out that, that that's just amazing. You know? So (laughs) like I would say 12 years ago, I went to Cambodia Mm -hmm. on a mission trip and we would go into, like, we went to the slums of Cambodia Mm -hmm. and we would go into different villages and, you know, we would do like a, uh, evangelical outreach. And we saw so many miracles that happened while we were there. And it was because they had nothing else. Mm -hmm. They had nothing else, but God, there Mm -hmm. was no, and, and I think that maybe we here as America, like, you know, in America, there's so many different things in the way, or there's so many different sources that could lead to healing, or there's so many different things that we go to all of those other things first before we even go to God, Mm -hmm. you know? So what is it, what does it look like here in our first world? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, what is it here Mm -hmm. that, um, like, what do we need to strip away so Mm -hmm. that Jesus is like our only our yeah. first source, our only source, you know, like yeah. what is it here that we need to strip away for that to, to be. All of our comforts that have been given us, like, and I was going to go into that right before you did. It's funny that you did because like my first missions trip, we went to Peru like a year after one of the worst earthquakes had hit there. Mm. Right. And so we go into this place, the whole town is just destroyed. Streets are cracked in half. And as we're going through like the, the first big outreach we did, there's three or 4,000 people sitting there and went to live in the gospel. And at the end, you get a prayer line. And I'm talking like a prayer line. Like you look back and like, oh. And for me, like I've been oh, a believer. Yeah, I've been a believer like two or three years at that point. So I'm new to this, my first mission trip. I'm like, oh. And then, you know, there's the language barrier. So like, mm. you know, yeah, people come up that are crying. So they're kind of sobbing a little bit. They're trying to translate it. And this lady came up and she was deaf. And you know, I'm so I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, like I expect you to oh, oh, and put my hands on. I'm praying in the spirit, and just oh, I'm I'm really needing you right now. And all of a sudden, she looks up and her eyes are all bright. And she can hear. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> but over there, like they don't have Uncle Bill that they can call if they're having hard times. They don't have you know the government they can go to for assistance. Mm. That's it's like God. Or nothing. Yeah. And they have yeah. to lean like, on faith. Yeah, yeah. they have yeah. to. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are the same people. Like, I remember one time wow. doing a school assembly there, and it broke me, dude. I sat in the truck. I couldn't even get mm. out of the bus because I was crying so hard. We go to this little elementary school, and we're sitting there waiting to go on to do a, an assembly. And there's this, there's this lady there with a big wooden cart, and she's got a baby in a diaper sitting on it, and then she's got loaves of bread. And she was just so happy. And so I asked one of the translators, I'm like, why is she so happy? She's like, well, she made enough money today so she can buy more ingredients so she can make bread tonight so she can sell it tomorrow. And she sells bread for her family tonight. And this, wow. this lady was ecstatic. And I'm like, we are so spoiled here. Like, mm-hmm. we have every creature comfort we could ever want from warm water, which we didn't have over there, to a mattress, which we didn't have over there. Like, wow. they're just happy to be in God's presence like the like the churches were meeting and broke down buildings in basements in abandoned supermarkets and just happy to come together. Like they did worship by turning on the radio. Mm-hmm. 
Like that was their worship. And here we are like, well, the worship band was a little off today. I don't know. Well, like, tell me about I didn't, it. I didn't feel his presence today. I didn't feel his presence today. Oh, it's like it doesn't matter. I didn't like that one song you did. Yeah, it didn't flow. <laughs> that song is so <laughs> Like we get so spoiled on things like that instead of just, God, yeah. and I'm in your presence. I'm so grateful mm. to be alive. Yes. I'm so grateful to be healthy. I'm so yeah. grateful to have my family. I'm so grateful that I get to be in your presence. Mm-hmm. And I think if it goes that bit, like I call it going back to basics, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you just believe. His word says, if you pray, the sick will be healed. If you if you spend time with me, I'm, I'm going to speak to you. But we want to look everywhere else and we want to try to rationalize. Like, and honestly, like you can't rationalize God, right? Mm-hmm. And we always talk about putting God in the box, but we're putting our own stuff. We're, you can't put God in the box, right. but we're putting our own logic in and mental capacity in a box mm-hmm. of what God can do, right? Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. It's like when Kevin, when he opened and he was just talking about expectations, like yeah. all laid out like completely. Yeah. And um, I think once you shed expectations, then you, I mean, what could happen is something you couldn't even imagine, you know? Yeah, so all the time. You're just hindering yourself. Yeah, all the time. Because, again, if you go in with the, that expectation versus God's going to move, that's my expectancy mm-hmm. every single day. God is working. God is in my, I mean, I'm in his presence. Jesus is with me at all times. When you expect, when you receive the Holy Spirit, he's with you all the time. You can't be like, oh, not today. Mm-hmm. Like he's there with you. Right. right. Well, and then I like that you guys brought up expectancy versus expectations. expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so to, to you guys, what do you think is the difference between having an expectation and then like living with expectancy? What does that mm-hmm. look like? Well, I wanted to mention earlier, too, the whole time um, during the message, I just kept hearing God say, childlike faith, childlike faith. Like, it's just so simple. And I look at my children and I'm teaching them about Jesus's love and like they get it, you know. But then for us, as we go through life experiences and everything, I'm like, okay, Jesus loves me, but this and this and that, but this and that. And I I have so many... um, excuses. But when I look at my children, it's like they haven't gone through that. All they know is God's love. And all they know is, oh, if I just like pray over, you know, like, and I was just so fired up to do this with my girls, you know, and instead of thinking like, oh, it's like too intimidating for kids. And um, even when Kevin said as an example, you know, like, you know, people can be healed like on the playground. I would love to see Nevaeh or Nia lay their hands on someone after someone falls off the monkey bars because that happens a lot, (laughs) you know, and just say, you know, you're healed in Jesus name. And for it to happen too, you know, with expectancy and just for them to learn that. So anyways, to go off of your question there, I think that that's the difference there. It's just having that childlike faith and bringing it back to the foundation of what it is about mm. and um, showing that, you know, God's love, it's it's evident, it's right here and that you can access that 24-7. And um, yeah, and, and, and then I, I have many um, scenarios where I have gone through expectations where I thought it would go with what I wanted mm. to go, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm expecting to pray over this person. It's going to look like this, you know, instead of challenging or not challenging, sorry, that's the wrong word. Instead of realigning myself with what God wants to happen and for his will to be done. Um, and, uh, I mean, this would be a perfect time. I was thinking about the story. I, I met someone who is a dear friend of mine now and, <clears throat> going through like uh, just depression and suicidal thoughts and things like that. And I'm fired up, you know, I've never met this person. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pray over them. But my expectation was like, just right then and there, they're going to be joyful. They're going to be happy and smiling out the door. Or like once they wake up, they're going to have happy thoughts all the time. And it didn't happen that way. And I was definitely discouraged. But really, truly what happened out of that is that a friendship blossomed. Because naturally the way I am, like, hey, let's, what's your name? Let's find each other on Facebook. Let's connect this way. And it was like over months of um, befriending them and um, me just being a light and, and showing speaking love to life. them, yeah. speaking life yes. into that and just inviting them into community and saying, hey, come to church with me and everything. And just those little things to where then they felt for themselves and experienced themselves the love of God. And they said, oh, yeah, I'm not identified by depression. And God did not make me to, you know, walk this out alone and, and things like that. You know, God is a good God and he has great plans for me. And it just, it, it just kept 
going from there. And I'm like, that's where the healing was. Yeah, I was expecting for it to happen right then and there, but God wanted to use me and to just be a part of that mm-hmm. healing process, you know, to partner with him in that as well. So that right. was just that's awesome. amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to the, the, the children, you know, when, when, the, the scripture says, you know, come to me with the heart of a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've said this a ton of times in the past, too, is my kids have ministered to me more than any pastor, preacher, or sermon ever will because of how they are with us. You know, when when your kids do something wrong, whether they run in the road or they do something they shouldn't do, you grab them real quick and you correct them. It's not, oh, no, don't they? Hey, what are you doing? Get out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to correct mm-hmm. them. Sometimes it takes a, a spanking. Yes, I spanked my kids. But at the end of it, <laughs> when it's all said and done, that relationship get, gets restored, and they're you know five minutes later they're on your lap and they're cuddling. Mm-hmm. But how often do we, if we get corrected by God, we go running and we hide, right? Mm-hmm. And with oh God, I've got to earn it. Well, back we don't even give them. We don't even give them an opportunity to correct us. Yeah, because like we immediately know. Oh, mm-hmm. and then we do what Adam and Eve did. We hide. Yes. Go hide. You yep. know, like we don't even give them an opportunity to to correct us because a lot of times his correction is so much softer than we think yeah. it's going to be, mm-hmm. yep. and. Yeah. You know, like he just will say like one thing and you're like totally transformed. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I totally get it now. Yeah. So or he'll say something gentle. But, you know, at least with me, again, I'm I'm a mess. But I'm so overly critical of myself where it's like he'll say one mm-hmm. thing. and I'm like, oh, I stink. <laughs> oh, I don't even know why he wants to use me. This is ridiculous. I'm just going to go in the corner pot right now. I'll, I'll deal with this later. Instead of saying, all right, God, let's go. Let's keep going. Like, I get it. I changed my heart everything let's keep going and i but i i think a lot of us are more critical on ourselves and i can't be the only but here's the thing though if we have childlike faith like as a parent if we corrected our kids and they reacted in that way like i suck and i failed and i oh, did I'd this say, and i don't know like you, don't. you it would crush you as a yeah. parent so yeah. if we are considered evil in comparison to god's love for us how much how much worse do you oh, yeah. could it, it affect he his heart you know mm-hmm. like the fact that he and he is a good, good father, and the fact that it, any of us would be scared to be in his presence for any reason, whether it's because we know that we're caught up in, you know, self doubt, sin, whatever that we're caught up in it. The fact that um, he might feel that we are too scared or too ashamed or too whatever to be in his presence. I mean, he he's God. He's Father God. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I couldn't imagine how much that would probably hurt his heart even more so. And it's not to put in any shame or guilt or anybody, but just from a parent's perspective, you know, yeah. like yeah. I when I correct when we correct our kids, we do it because we want them to grow. Mm-hmm. And we do it because we want them to be better than us. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. like I want my kids to make better choices than I did and not have mm-hmm. to go through the pain that we had to go through. And, um, but I also want us to be them to recognize us as like a safe place Mm -hmm. when they do go through something, or even when they do make a mistake, I still want them to look at us as though we're a safe place for them, you know? And so I don't even know how we got on this subject, but you know, that's, (laughs) that's, I really, I, like Scott was saying, how our kids minister to us, it helps me to understand who God is yeah. even more so. Yeah. And to, it actually helps me to understand like his actions throughout scripture and things like that. So, well, it just it brings it back and makes it like to a child, it's all black and white, right? So there's right. no, you know, we would do like uh, say something like, you know, God loves me, but, you know, X, Y, and Z. What about this? A what child is just like, yeah, God loves me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that even goes into the other part of what Kevin was talking about with authority. Like mm-hmm. your kids feel safe. They don't feel condemned because they feel safe with you. They trust you. Mm-hmm. Right. They know that your kids, they belong. And with that comes a certain authority. Like there's that, there's that confidence, there's that reassurance. And as believers, what if we carried that and understood that at, the, at our core of we're his kids? And what that all entails, like we have, a, we have access to all those things that Jesus has had mm-hmm. access to, yeah. mm-hmm. has access to, yeah. you know? It, it, and so we, when we pray for people and they're, and they're healed, it shouldn't be a, oh my, thank you, God, be like, you healed, this is awesome, it should be, mm-hmm. yeah, duh. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like, because he gave me the authority to do that. Jesus said, you will do everything that I've done plus much more. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, it's not a cockiness to it. It's no, a confidence and yes. boldness and fire, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, but then yet, yeah, being humble because we bring glory to his name yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, right. It's not your doing, it's his doing. Yeah. Right. Through right. You. Yeah. You know, you're called to be a servant. And that's how you live yeah. that out. And at the end you, of the day. We just have to be a vessel. We just mm-hmm. have to be yeah. allowing ourselves for God to use us. Yeah. And somebody said something way back in the day to us that I thought was so important. They said, you know, so often we'll pray and say, God, use me. God, use me. Mm-hmm. How about we just say, make me usable. Like, walk me through this. Yeah. And a flow through me. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was, and I got that confused early on. There were, when I would pray for people in the very, when I first got saved, um, I went drastically. So I went from an atheist, hardcore atheist, like hardcore atheist, to a full-on tongue-talking believer. Wow. In a matter of That's like awesome. two months. <laughs> and I remember praying for a couple. They they were having they were struggling having kids. And I prayed and they were pregnant like a month later. I'm like, oh, look what I did. <laughs> Be careful who you start praying over. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had jokes about that because that that happened. So, and, and it was on record, there were like five or six times where I had prayed over the men and God blessed them with a kid. He like, would be with, joking. He'd be like, oh, oh look who's man. next in Jesus' name. And then, and yeah. that happened one time with a friend of ours. They were, they were <laughs> struggling having kids. And I would just like joke around. I laid my hand on his shoulder. And like a month later, he called me up and he was like, he wasn't. Wow. He wasn't he was happy like, at the time. He wasn't happy at the time. He's, he's very happy now. But he was like, dude, don't you ever do that again. She's pregnant. I'm I like, just, just see you walk into a room and everyone just flees. <laughs> All the guys, don't touch me. Oh yeah. My gosh. But it was, it was, I was so early out of my walk. Like I didn't, yeah, I'm going to pray for them. They're going to be healed. Yeah. Yeah. But back then it was like, look what God's using me for instead of mm-hmm. look at what God did. Yeah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you, you try to own part of it. Cause again, I think in the beginning you want to feel special. Mm-hmm. At least I did. And so it's like, oh, look, man, maybe I'm not so horrible. Look what God did through me. Look mm-hmm. what God did, God mm-hmm. let me do. And it was such a simplistic thing to just believe that, all right, I prayed, he's going he's gonna to do it. Like it should be an everyday thing. So when you pray over the sick, when you prophesy, when you give somebody a message, when you look at somebody and God tells you to tell them that, I'm just going to tell them instead of, I don't want to tell them, uh, I don't know, what if they reject me? It's mm-hmm. not about you. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about yeah. you. So I think the biggest difference when it comes to having expectations and then living with expectancy is being humble. Mm. When you're humble, you're living with expectancy. But when you have expectations, it's kind of like your will is almost in there. You know? Yeah. 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 I was going to say that earlier. It's all, I think, expectancy is just a selfish, very human Mm -hmm. act that everyone gets caught up into. Yeah. Yeah, because when you have an unmet expectation, like, you get mad. And it affects mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. then you start yeah. thinking about you. Yeah. Yep. About you. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. it's not the outcome that you wanted. And, and like you were saying, yep. like, that's where frustration with the God begins is, mm. well, I thought it was going to be like this. And I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. like this. And I thought and I wanted it. What about me? And ooh-hoo and me, me, me. Instead of, all right, God, I'm going to follow your will. You're going to speak it. I'm going to follow it. And it's going to be the best. Yeah. Like God's okay. way, like has there ever been a time where you've truly listened to God, he's told you to do something, you do it, and it didn't turn out great and better than what you expected, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. But I've right. kicked myself multiple times for oh, yeah. not. Yeah, you, know? you and me so, both. Yeah. You know, And yeah. even with like giving up certain things because there's that little bit, there's a meme where it has like this little kid and Jesus is talking to him, he's got this little bitty teddy bear. And God's like, just give that to me. I don't want to, but God's got this huge teddy bear behind yeah. him, or mm-hmm. Jesus got it right behind him. It's like, trust me, it'll be better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to give up this thing. This is good. But it's like, <laughs> I've got better for you. Just let go of what you wanted. Listen to me. I've got something so great it's going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. But we get self-focused on, well, what about this? This right here? It, it's my comfort thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, well, Chris was talking about that a couple weeks, too, with his company. Like, he'd, mm-hmm. he, he'd experienced a certain amount of uh, success. At the end, he had his. This is my success. This is mm-hmm. this is my thing, and God's like, it's not about you, and it's not yours. So we're gonna have to redefine this. And he's going through things right now that it's like, but God's gonna bless him tenfold because he said, "Okay, God, your way." 
okay, God, your way. I'm going to follow what you say now. Mm-hmm. And not that he never did. Like Chris is probably one of the hard, most hardcore believers in, and repenters I've ever seen. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and that's what I love about him, dude. The guy's so humble with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But God always has better for us. But so often we, we try to outthink God or we try to outgive God or we try to out maneuver, you know? Or we believe the lie that he's holding out on us. Or I think, um, I don't know, I always kind of feel like that, like, or I can't really trust him completely. Or, Mm. you know, I don't know if you, you know, did I really hear from you? Is that really what you're saying? I don't know. You know, it's like those thoughts, like, will go through my head. So it's, I think the past unmet expectations hinders me today from living in a in a life of expectancy. Mm. So it's it's almost like I have to go back into that, you know, those places where I had those unmet expectations and just be real with God and just say, okay, so I'm having a hard time trusting you because these things happened. Let's talk about this. Let's come together over this, you know, and and just kind of invite God into that area of unmet expect expectations so that he can turn it into a life of walking in expectancy, you know? That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the closer that we get to, I don't know, letting go of our preconceived notions of what we want Mm -hmm. and getting back to basics. Yeah. I I use that term a lot because like our marriage, uh, uh, the marriage stuff that we do is back to basics. Like, Mm Starting mm-hmm. out, communicate with each other, love each other, yeah. be authentic with each other, instead of trying to maneuver and manipulate things the way we want. Because again, it's all self-centered and self-focused. Then of, I just want the best for. I want God's will in my life, and I want it simplistic. Like, and honestly, how simple is it? Believe. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the well, it's yeah. it's, it's too, too simple. simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you hear it. that it's like that's it. Believe no, it can't be that yeah. easy. We're so used to people like you know playing us too. Like that's kind of like my uh, life and my testimonies. It's just like people that I've trusted and like oh, there's just like a little disclaimer on the bottom that you didn't read. So like somehow it's my fault mm. at the end. And you know just um, having that kind of hurt and that creates baggage and just time and time again. And it just kind of reflected my walk with the Lord. Like it just ruined like some trust, yeah. you know, and then created the fear. I'm just like, now I just, I don't know how to approach someone sometimes. If, mm-hmm. you know, if yeah. I say something wrong, like now they have a reason to hate me. But again, I just love how we keep hitting that topic of humility because yeah. it's not about me right. at the end of the day. And if I take that um, uh, part part of it out, then it's just all about God. Yeah. Like there's, I can't be wrong in anything then, right. to be honest, if I'm walking it with the Lord and like making sure that my heart is aligned with his heart. It's just like, how could I go wrong in that? Right. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because on the way um, here, we were kind of talking and getting ready. Um, I was with- stressing over not feeling prepared enough. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool because he he was talking about you know, it's one of those things where you're like, what is that scripture? It's got like this word and that word. And it's so, got milk and meat in it. What is so that? So we're trying to like Google and there's like 14 scriptures. And I'm like, which one is it? I'm reading all of them. And he's like, no, 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 not that one. But it was this one that Scott yes. really got fired up over. And the scripture is, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Mm-hmm. Indeed, you're still not mm-hmm. ready. So it's interesting that we're kind of talking about childlike faith and having humility because maybe, and going back to basics, so maybe that scripture is something that is really pivotal for us as of right now. Like maybe we're trying to eat meat and we're chewing and we're chewing and we're chewing and Mm. maybe we just need to go back to the milk, you know, and we need to go back to the beginning and go back to the Mm -hmm. basics and just, all right, this is what I believe. I believe that Jesus is the son of the living God. I believe you know, that he died on the cross. I believe that he's now ascended into heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe that God is love. I believe that this was his heart. And, you know, like maybe we should go back to the very basics. Mm -hmm. And then with that, um, invite God into like the baggage, you know, and then, okay, God, so this is, this is my foundation right here. This is the core of my faith right here, my childlike faith. I've got this baggage. Let's unpack it yeah. at, through this lens, you know, mm-hmm. and then let him just clean house and yeah. like, yeah. you know, 
clean up that area, clean out your pit pen or your playpen yeah. and, and help us to get to that point, wean us off of the milk. You know, mm-hmm. I think maybe, it's so good. maybe that's it. Maybe we try to jump ahead and we try to eat solid yes. food and mm-hmm. we're trying to do all this mm-hmm. other stuff when God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's whoa. not my will for you. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, <laughs> no, we're, we're good. You know, yeah. and that, honestly, it's like, as a mom, I don't want my little toddlers to grow up so fast, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, yeah. stay little, just stay, yeah. stay little. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it just, I, and do you find that happens too when it happens for me, I start to compare myself to other Christians that I think oh, are like super uber, like oozing out spiritual. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's just kind of like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to be like that, you know? Yeah. And I jump the gun and, and yep. yeah. Because mm-hmm. totally. it's an Lord. expectation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that, yeah. that's where the comparison comes in because you see somebody living that life that like, oh, that must, must be what it looks like. Mm-hmm. That I got to do that then. And so it's like you literally drop the milk and just start trying to eat a T-bone yeah. steak. Well, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And here's, here's an, another like quote unquote food for thought, no pun intended. But like what if that person just has an appearance of being super holy but mm-hmm. in their mind, they're going, if people really knew the real me, they would think oh, I was yeah. a fraud. Yeah. So here we are kind of comparing ourselves yeah. to, you know, maybe somebody who's struggling themselves because we're all human, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like we all bend over to put our pants on every day mm-hmm. at the end, uh, <laughs> except for Scott. <laughs> I sit on the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Newman's got a visual. She's trying to shake I it do. off. No, no, I'm just thinking of like all the ways that my four-year-old would jump into her pants. She like jumps off of the bed while the other one's probably holding the pants. Anyways, we're getting way off. I got you, girl. I got you. Sisters. Anyways. But I think that, um, yeah, the issue is that that person that I thought was just so crazy, uber spiritual, like the issue is I put them here instead yeah. of putting mm-hmm. God right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've done that. Man, I did that so early on in, in my walk where it's like you see those people, man, they're like super Christians. Mm. And I got to do it. And I got to speak like that person speaks. I got to be able to do this, 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 mm. and this, and this. Yeah. And you're going through this checklist. And it's like God's over here going, wait a minute, dude. You don't even know. Like she was saying, you don't even know what's going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. They can have that yeah. beautiful mask on and then walk in the door and fall apart every day. Yeah. They're probably going through the same thing, possibly even worse, that you're going through right now. So how about mm. you just stay over yeah. here? Stay in your own lane. Stay in my lane yeah. that I have for you. And why would you want to be somebody that you're not? Yeah. Exactly. You know? God really broke me in in a perspective of like leading worship. As a worship leader, man, I did that so much. And like music in, in that industry can be so competitive too. And um, and not so much just in like the Christian uh, music industry, but just like all over. Um, but then, yeah, when you take it into like leading worship, it's just, yeah, it's really easy for oh, me yeah. to compare and be like, oh, I want to sound like that mm-hmm. or I want to lead like that. Yeah. And wow, they did they just look like they have their life together. And yeah. no, it's not I like that. I want to flow like that. Look at yeah, Holy you know? dropping when they're singing. Yeah. But yeah. it was in my times of like just intimate worship with the Lord, like just by myself, where God just really broke me and I'm falling to my face. I'm like, wow, no, this is the true meaning of worship. And yeah. that's kind of like an experience that I had this past week. And so that I was led to lead heart of worship. And I just love that one. That always takes me back. To the heart of it all, you know? Yeah. And I just thought it was a really great setup. And, man, it was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. You guys rocked it. And you guys yeah. crushed it. Yeah. Those who, those yeah. who did, were not there or didn't watch online, go back and watch that, the Sunday sermon, because worship. The worship was I think great. they cut it out, though, right? Oh, oh sorry, yeah. guys. Dang I it. think it's a licensing thing. Well, I, sure. <laughs> we do not own the rights to this music. It was yeah. amazing. Just there was a whole new worship team, and they just all just, did such a phenomenal yeah. job. Yeah. It was, uh, oh, God was there in the midst of it all. He always is. But yeah. just, yeah. Well, it just gives reason, you know, for folks to come check us out. Absolutely. There you go. You know? little teacher. Absolutely. <laughs> On top of, yeah. you know, you get to interact with awesome people like us. <laughs> us super Christians. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Scott's being humble. He left his cape at home. <laughs> that was just a joke, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being humbled way too much. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things I've learned out of this is just to not get overly stressed with things. You know, it's so easy to get overly stressed and and overthink to the point like I'm really good at putting my head down and just trudging through. And, and that's, I'm a worker, man. Like I put my head down and I just go. Mm-hmm. And, and she see me just... 
no sleep, hadn't <laughs> eaten, just circled under my eyes, caffeine just literally on a straw, like taped to my back. He's shaking his eyes and twitching. Yeah. <laughs> and just going. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to quit. Right. And which is a great thing and a bad thing because if I don't quit, then how often do I get broken enough where it's like, okay, God, like mm. I go till I mm. just fall down hard and then sit there and cry for a minute. I'm like, all right, God. And then I get back up and I do it all over again. So I'm, I think mm. I'm in, in my 18 years as a believer that I think I'm finally getting to that point where I'm tired of trying to pick myself up and do it my own way. And thank goodness it's now when I'm still young enough <laughs> that I can still make a huge impact for the kingdom by listening to him more and more. Mm. And um, I, I think I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. Cause again, you know, we're, we're in the midst of some things right now where I need his wisdom. Like I need it every day, but specifically we're in a season where uh, we've got a lot of things coming up. We've got a lot of things going on. And when I try to, make it happen, it it delays things. And I don't want to delay it anymore. Like, I've got a lot in me. I've got a lot in my heart and that I want to get out. But I can't do it if I'm trying to make it happen, right? right? You know, he just asks us to do. And it's like, all right, God, I'm going to do this. But at the same time, I don't want to become stagnant because a lot of people go, I'm just going to wait for the Lord to tell me to take five steps. <laughs> no, God tell you to go. Yep. Go, but just listen to him. As he goes, yeah. not hey, I'll I'll touch base next week. Uh, peace out. I got you, man. Yeah, I got stuff. Yep. To do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got stuff to do. I got my test list. Got to go check it out. All right, I'll check back. How about two weeks? Can we meet again in two weeks? Right on, bro. <laughs> Instead of just every day sitting and listening to him mm-hmm. and go, all right, Lord, this is what I'm doing. And the whole time he's like, all right, good, good. Wait, what about this? Yep, you're right. You're right. Let me let me scale back for a minute and just keep walking this way. And you tell me when to go here, or the door will open up. And he's like, here you go. You've been a good steward here. Let's go over here. And and so I'm excited to see what's coming up in these new seasons with, you know, Sean and I have got a huge heart for married couples. And mm-hmm. he birthed that in us, you know, three or four years ago. And it became a little stagnant because, again, life happens. But I think we're heading into a season where God wants to really expand that. Mm-hmm. And so me, in my mind, wants to go, Okay, what about this, this, and this? And then we got to think about this. We got to think about this, think about this. And God's like, um, for the past four years, you've just been walking them out. How about you remain transparent and you remain humble and you just keep on doing what you're doing? I'll open the doors, dude. Just mm-hmm. keep moving forward. Quit trying to jump and just walk. Yeah, it's uh, it's way easier when you realize it's a marathon yeah. instead of a sprint. Amen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not good at either one. So. <laughs> Can you it know. be the color, Ron? Yeah. <laughs> I love this parallel you have when it comes to marriage, though, because when you look at a relationship with the father, with God, like, it's just, like, I don't know. It's just, if, if I keep, like, if I tell my husband one day, hey, I, let's just check back on that two weeks, or actually, oh, I got this and this and that, like, you will probably see that marriage start to just crumble yeah. and fall apart. Yep. There's That's no huge. foundation to that, you know? Yep. So look at your relationship with God, yep. you know, if we keep doing that, and then you many times that I've already done that, I can look back now and I can honestly say like, ooh, that was on me. Yeah, I I did that. Yeah. Or I put him on hold or I didn't, you know, uh, show up when I said I would show up. I didn't, you know, hold mm-hmm. on through on my end and everything, you know, yeah. just, yeah. Well, and like what you were saying too, um, in, in perspective of marriage, there's accountability, Yeah, you know, because it's funny how a lot of times partners are, almost opposite or seem opposite mm-hmm. of each other. And, you know, Scott is very like, he's always thinking. Um, he's always, always, always thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, in my mind, I'm going. Like, so if it were, <laughs> so if it were like me with the dreams and the visions that God has given us, I'm the type of person who's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And Scott's like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, <laughs> we don't even have like, anything written down on paper. And I'm like, God's got it. God's got it. God's got it. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, but we hold each other accountable. He's pulling the reins Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of times he needs to. And, and, you know, sometimes I got to pull him um, Mm -hmm. because he can be stubborn. But I think, (laughs) (laughs) but I think that in reflection to our relationship with God, Mm -hmm. There's an accountability there. Yeah. So if we're so grounded in him and we're just like, like Scott said, just 
being us, being true, mm-hmm. transparent, humble, and just being in his presence, talking with him, actually having true communion mm-hmm. with him at all times. Um, he's going to, there's going to be accountability there, but there's also going to be an increase in that relationship and that love. And you're not going to be able to go wrong, right. you know, because he, like Scott said, Either he'll open doors or he'll give you this wisdom that you never had before, or he'll show things to you that you might not have even seen before, you mm-hmm. know, because there's been a lot of times where I've thought, oh, man, let's just go do it. Let's just go do this and that. And then, you know, years down the road, it's like, I'm so glad that we didn't do what we were thinking about. Doing. Like, I wanted to move to Hawaii in 2020. That was my game plan. We're moving to Hawaii. Oh, wow. And then COVID oh, yeah. happened. Yeah. And then God just kind of like showed me. Because I was bitter at first, like, <laughs> this was what you told me. I prayed. <laughs> I journaled. I did this. You know, I like, gave the date time. <laughs> God went, maybe that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I did this. There's a whole lot of I in that conversation, yeah. Shauna. Yeah. God just um, showed you Hawaii. <laughs> and you're like, There's a lot of eyes in Hawaii. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's... it's um, just remaining in in communion with him and mm. and understanding that he is the source. He yeah. is your father. He's got your best interest and yeah. to completely trust in in him and mm-hmm. he'll he'll bring it to pass. Yeah. It's good. And just as we're sitting here talking, like because I have five things going on in my head at any time, I thought what what it must have been like back then with Jesus. Like people weren't running around trying to do things. Like they would just sit in his presence mm. and just be there, like be there in the moment with him, and just that reassurance. And I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I try to. I, I've become better at trying to place myself as I go through the word. Like place myself back then, mm-hmm. and what would that look like? I love the story of uh, when Jesus was speaking in the crowd, and like everyone's like hovering over him. There was this yeah. lady that was just like, like I can just uh, see it. And um, I still haven't watched the show Chosen yet. Yeah, I we heard either. Okay, well, hey, we're going to do a little premiere right. All right. Then <laughs> together. <laughs> but, um, and I, I only mentioned that because I don't know if they actually did do like an, an episode on that or not because I'm sure it would be just so beautiful. But yeah, she's just like, you know, inching through the crowd and fighting through the crowd. And um, she believed in his power. The, the blood. With the yes. issue of the blood. Yeah. yeah, and then she believed in his power so much that all she had to do was just grab it. She yeah. just knew that that's all she had to do. And that's what she was like crawling through these people and fighting through and scratching the ground, trying to grab to him. And he knew it instantly, you know, and, um, yeah. Who so from me? yeah, yeah. And he felt that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, to have like today we're talking about laying hands on the sick and casting out demons. We're just like, uh, I got, I'm afraid of almost having God's authority because I just don't think it's going to happen. And like, I, I don't want that, you know, cause I don't want that, that um, pressure or anything, but then to be like this lady who she would just give it up, but she would give it all, you know, everything yeah. to yeah. just crawl through and scratch through and just rope. touch his rope, you know, yeah. like to have that kind of faith in like, takes me out. That's yeah. Just amazing. <laughs> well, even the Roman soldier, you know, with Kevin referenced it on, on Sunday, the Roman yeah. soldier, like, Jesus is like, well, we'll go pray over him. I'll go raise him up. And he's like, no, no, no. You sit back. Mm-hmm. You just tell mm-hmm. me he's going to be, that he's risen, and and that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if that ain't faith, like yeah. That's yeah. Only, you only have to put your hands on him. Yeah. You just tell him that he's alive. I know he's going to be alive. Like, mm-hmm. that, I think, is the most profound example of faith. Like, literally blind faith. Yeah. He wasn't even there. He's like, I yeah. know when I get back, old boy's going to be ready right. to go. Yeah. Well, and, and he understood authority. Yes. You know, and that was yeah. that was a thing too. Not only did he have faith in Jesus's ability, but he understood authority. All you have to do is say the word, mm-hmm. and it's done. You know, yeah. do we understand authority? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the authority that one that we have that we've been given by what Jesus did and, and what God's given us. Like, how often do we forget the authority that we truly have as believers, especially in today's day and age? It makes me think a lot about the disciples. Because they were there, and, you know, they talked to Jesus. Jesus told them all these things after they would all watch him do all these, you know, miracles and stuff. And, you know, there's countless stories in the Bible where you can tell, you know, based on what they saw or whatever, they knew all they had yeah. to do was pray over somebody. Or, yeah. You know. Yeah. It was second nature when he sent them out. Yeah. He sent them out in twos. Yeah. Let's go do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, right on. Boom. It was not like, 
well, what if they, you know, won't believe it? What well, if like, they don't get one of the gospels? I and don't, I might be misquoting this. You. Um, but I want to say one of the gospels initially, when they first came back, they were excited, mm-hmm. yeah. like mm-hmm. they were excited, like mm-hmm. we we could heal people in your name, you know, like we did this, they were excited, and yeah. then it kind of it became second nature as yes. it should, yeah. you know, right. yep. yeah. And I think that goes into the milk aspect of like in the beginning, the first couple times, yeah, you can be like, oh. God did work to me. Whoa. But we have to hit a certain time with that milk where it's just like, we shouldn't be surprised when God heals somebody. We can, we can like always be God. excited. Yeah, you can still rejoice in the fact. Yeah. Absolutely. You just, but yeah, yeah. at the same time, you don't want to be so make such a spectacle where it's like, oh, my God. Or what? Yeah, he yeah. did? No way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you prayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's where – for me, at least, that's the difference between the milk and the, and the meat. Was it's great that he that these when we when we pray for somebody that they're healed, and that's again, I think that's the milk. That's the foundation, right? God gave you authority. You have the authority. Go walk it out now. And so that's the milk part of truly understanding that versus trying to jump along and pursue titles and positions and notoriety and and all these other things that you end up becoming spiritually, I guess, malnutrition because you forget the milk then. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you forget mm-hmm. about all that foundational things. And then it becomes about going forward and doing all these other things instead of keeping your foundation rooted and knowing again, that it's not about you because when you pursue those other things, that's where the malnutrition comes into play because you're forgetting your main source. Right. You know, you can, you can do any, anyone can see, can do something great, throw a Jesus sticker on it. Right. right, but where's the foundation in that? You know, is God getting, is God truly getting the glory in that, or is it you just say, "Oh, praise God," but in your heart you're going, "It was look what I did." Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. you're forgetting about that milk. So, and yeah. for me, that's how I've always kind of interpreted the scripture. It's like the milk stuff is stuff that we should keep with us at all times, right? And the the meat of it is okay. Let's go out and make disciples. Let's go out and build the kingdom. Like, that's what he wants us to do. But if we stay stuck in the milk and just constantly, like, get so excited over the basic things where God's like, no, no, I already told you this is what would happen. Like, if I told you I'd give you a dollar, like our paychecks, you're told you're going to get a paycheck every week. Do you get excited on payday? Well, I do a little bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like, you expect it, you get it. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Thank goodness. But you don't get stuck on that. Then it's mm-hmm. like, all right, building your career. What can you do? What's next? And all these other things. Instead of just expecting it, God gave you this authority. You're going to do it, and it's going to happen. Boom. All right. Well, how can we go build disciples now? Share what, your testimony. Share what God is yep. doing in life. Talk to others. Community. All these other things to build His to build this kingdom. You know, and I, I think that's where sometimes we get um, distracted. Mm. I'll guess because of fear of rejection, fear of uh, abandonment, fear of mm-hmm. failure. Like you touched on it. Like you don't want to approach some people sometimes because of past hurts. Yeah. What if I get rejected? What if they don't understand me? What if they misconstrue my intentions? What if they yeah. do this? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try. God's over there going, just go talk to them. Yeah. Right. But that's hard. It is. Right. Yeah. What's crazy is that, you know, I, I think um, a lot of pe- people may have uh, listened to the sermon on Sunday, almost thinking like, okay, this is going to be like a how-to. Yeah. How are we going to pray mm-hmm. over people? And like, how do we do that? And I love that at the end, we did have the opportunity. We yeah. made space for that and um, got to lay hands on each other and pray. Um, but yeah, I feel like maybe some of us kind of came up with that expectation of like, this is going to be like a how-to sermon, but like, this is like a prime <laughs> Like example, this is evidence right here that it's not just simply about laying your hands and praying. Um, it we just unpacked it so much stuff as it's reasons and excuses why we don't want to do that. And um, I think that yeah, this is just such a good conversation. And for anyone that's listening, you know, like I would hope that this really encourages them because like it's we do overcomplicate it, right. and yeah. it can just be where we just lay our hands on them, yeah, and speaks uh, God's power and yeah. love and authority over that for sure. Well, and how. Kevin ended the sermon. I thought mm-hmm. it was awesome. He yeah. goes, uh, he said, Jesus never taught us what to do with unanswered prayer. Mm. So like mm-hmm. if there's a hesitation, like if you pray and they don't get healed, 
you know, a lot of times we get stage fright after that, yeah. you know, like, yeah. or yeah. you get a little gun shy, like, well, I prayed over all these people and they never got healed and I just look like a fool and I'm not going to do it. And, you know, maybe I don't have this gift, but I love it. Kevin was like, Jesus never taught us what to do with unanswered prayer. And he's like, neither will I. Mm. So I like that because I felt like he kind of challenged us in a way to connect with God over that, you know, like what is our hindrance to just walking it out, laying hands on the sick, you know, what is, what is the thing that, that hinders us? And, and so, you know, tying back to what you said, Nubin too, it was, you know, I hope it does encourage people because, um, we've all experienced, you know, you can lay hands on the sick and they recover or, We've all, all also experienced laying hands on the sick, and they haven't, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. uh, there was a um, a good friend of ours that passed away, um, an incredible young man, and uh, everybody was praying. He was believing, and and you know he's healed in heaven. Amen. Yeah. He is absolutely Amen. healed in heaven. Um, but it's crazy because even though we didn't get the the answer that we might have wanted, our expectation, our mm-hmm. expectation wasn't necessarily met. Um, there were so many amazing things in that part of the the expectancy. Like, honestly, his name was Jory. He lived with expectancy. Yeah. He didn't live with expectation. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of folks around him lived with expectation, but he lived with expectancy. Yeah. He, he completely turned his life around and gave his heart to the Lord and was going to church, and he led a bunch of people to go to church with him, and he just mm-hmm. – he – ended his life the best way that a person could mm. end the, could you know could could uh, go out I, yeah. I don't want to say end but go home, um, go home. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um so when we we often talk about him and use him as such a great example um, he never gave up he never lost hope he always believed he always encouraged and even till it was time for him to go be with the Lord and I think for us, something that we always think about is it would be dishonoring to him if we just gave up. Yeah. It would be dishonoring to him if we stopped praying for the sick It would, or in the brokenhearted. It would be dishonoring if, if we just stopped where we were at because it didn't work out the way that we expected it to. And um, so I, I kind of want to, in wrapping mm-hmm. this up maybe, um, I don't want us to dishonor the life and the death and the resurrection and the legacy of Christ mm. by not walking in his authority yeah. because we've been hurt, because we're afraid, because we're ashamed. Mm-hmm. We owe it to him. He yeah. owed us nothing and yet he paid everything. This yes. is the least yeah. that we can do right. is be his ambassadors mm-hmm. and walk in the authority that he gave us. And to not stop, to not quit, mm-hmm. and 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 it's funny uh, a question that popped in my head for for you, Scott, Uh-oh. and it was something that I was kind of like mulling over because you were saying like how you hate to quit and you just don't quit and you don't do it, but you also struggle with rest. And I'm wondering, so I was like, I wonder if you can if you like correlate rest with quitting. No, for mm-hmm. me, it's um, time wasted, right? And so for me. Again, because I'm a, a logical thinker, I've got my task list. And, and honestly, I, I make my own honeydew list every weekend. And if I don't have those things crossed off, it's like, what time did I waste by sitting around and just doing this and this when I could have gotten this done, this done, this done? And I'm learning. I, mean, I am getting, you got to admit, I am getting better. I, I am finding days where I can't sit and just relax. The problem is my mind in the midst of that is I'm wasting time. You're watching a movie with your family. Yeah, but I'm wasting time. I could get, I could do the lawn. Mm. I could get the deck cleaned up. I could work in the garage. I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I've got this list. But what if resting is doing kingdom business? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You know, like, and I think that that was something, because as I was, I was meditating on that question, um, you know, I kind of got this revelation just now of, what if God is like, when I, when you rest in me, this is what it looks like. You're just doing my work. You're doing my mm-hmm. stuff. Like you're laying down your work. You're laying down your honeydew list mm-hmm. and you're picking up just my presence and you're bringing it to the world. Yeah. So what is, what if rest, that's what it looks like, Yeah, you know, 
Well, if I if I look at it like that, then realistically, I get a lot of rest. <laughs> <laughs> so bam. So so yeah. So instead of saying I'm not taking rest, because honestly, I love this kind of stuff. I'm a huge extrovert, so I like to talk to people. I like yeah. to sit down and, mm-hmm. and communicate, and I love to you know I, I mentor young guys, and we do marriage counseling, and I do coaching, and all that stuff is like I love feeding and to sewing into others, mm-hmm. and that energizes me. And mm-hmm. so maybe in those times, maybe that is rest. Maybe is maybe the but the biggest problem in that then though is the the perspective when I'm doing those things, I need to not put the weight on myself. Mm-hmm. And then doing it, it in your own strength because then yeah. I'll be getting rest. See, look at what I got revelation. I am not overworking <laughs> myself. I am getting rest. I just need you need to change my perspective. <laughs> but I do want to wrap with this real quick, and it goes back to. Um, the the how-to, right? How we walked in and you expect the how-to. But, you know, before Jesus ascended, he didn't teach uh, evangelism one-on-one. He didn't tell you how to lay hands on the sick. What did he do? He washed their feet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he didn't even say how to do it. He didn't say why he was doing it. Hmm. He was just like, here. He showed us with action, Right. And he just did That's it good. to serve. That's all we're supposed to do. Like, that was his biggest message is serve others, yeah. to me right. at least. Yeah. And so if we take that truly to heart, we're here to serve one another. We're here to serve mm-hmm. and build up one another. If we just stick to that core um, yeah. core mm-hmm. goal, that core mm-hmm. mission statement, I guess. Uh, but that goes into making disciples. There's the how-to just walk it out because for each one of us, that's going to look differently. I'm going to reach people that she never could. She's going to reach people that I never could. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with you guys, mm-hmm. right? Right. But the thing is, God created each one of us uniquely, purposefully, and intentionally to reach those people. He doesn't want to change who you who we are, our personalities. He just wants to sanctify who we are, mm-hmm. right? He wants me to be a big loudmouth. He just wants to sanctify that <laughs> and, and utilize that to, big, to, be, <laughs> to build the kingdom and not to do the stuff that I used to do. Mm-hmm. And But that's for everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think we are all in, in fields uh, with our jobs where we're speaking to people, mm-hmm. right? All we're the time. Out all the mm-hmm. time, right? So we always have an opportunity to be that example. And what's that going to look like in the workplace, in our private lives, in our, you know, socialize, whatever that may be. When people look at us, are they going to see that there's something different? Right. You know, not that we're the weird outcast, but it's like there's something about that person. There's this joy hey, and there's a light in them. Yeah. You don't have to say one thing about, you know, you can't go up to everybody and just say, do you believe in Jesus? Right. Like, is that, you know, you want to show by action. Yeah. Just Listen, I don't want something exactly. in their head. Yeah, That's I don't want thing. something to go, wait a minute. I don't want to have to go up and go, hey, I'm a believer. I want people to come and go, there's something different. Like, about what you. is it? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. going on mm-hmm. with you? Mm-hmm. I'm a believer. So that yeah. maybe the first window you get, you're more credible, maybe. Yeah. Or in, it's authentic. You know, yeah. It's authentic. authentic. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's yeah. authentic. It, it's yep. not some some preconceived thing where you have to jump on and go, I'm a believer. I'm going to do this, this, this. How about if somebody's struggling in a restaurant and you just go up and pray for them? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? That's what I believe. I didn't have to come out to. Hold on, everyone, step back. I'm a believer. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to lay <laughs> hands on. Right I'm a now. doctor. It's, I'm a believer. I've <laughs> got this. But I did say it held the end last night. <laughs> Sorry, we off topic. But how about we just do those things? Because I think that's when God will move the grace. Like I said, you know, in other countries, mm. they don't have to announce those things. They just oh. open did it, and, and then it just happened. And and that's what Jesus has showed us the whole time. Just, just do. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Nike, just do it. Yeah. Back to what Kevin was talking about. Was like, <laughs> yeah. Or just, Starbucks. Or Starbucks. Let's go buy an overly priced or coffee. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry. that was good. So to, to wrap it all up, you know, if you've been out here listening today, just know that one, you have all the authority, mm-hmm. all the authority that Jesus had, plus much more. We just need to take it to heart. We need to walk it out, and we need to start being ten- intentional with our time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe yet, use this opportunity to reach out to somebody. Shoot us a message online. If you want to pray for something, shoot us a message as well, and we will pray for you. Um, yeah. 
with that, I just want to thank you guys so much. I know this was new for the both of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we loved it. It, this sure. was such a great perspective, and, and I yeah. love being able to talk to younger people that, that have walked through some things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to see where you guys are at now. And just I, I appreciate you guys tremendously, and yeah. I just uh, I'm excited to see where everything is going. I'm excited to see what's happening at DCC. Uh, as we're, I think this series has pulled us together. Yeah in a way yeah. that we've never seen before, right? We are mm-hmm. we are becoming an on-fire church. Yes. And we are reaching other communities. We are reaching out and expanding the kingdom. And so I'm, I'm just, uh, I have an expectancy that God's going to continue to move, and I'm excited about it, and I'm excited that we get to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you always to my wife for jumping in and being my, my ride or die. <laughs> I, I could not do any of that without her. Um, <laughs> And also just a reminder or just an announcement to everybody that there is a new song that was written by one of our elders, Mr. Kevin Grinwis, mm-hmm. that will be out on November 1st on YouTube. Nice. First and single. Well, I, would, single. I don't even know if it's actually the first. I'm pretty sure he's wrong. I think a lot it's of his actual first. It's called like, No Fear. and No Fear Here. No Fear Here. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely amazing. And just I heard snippets of it as mm-hmm. it was being written. And... Uh, it it uh, come join us at church this Sunday. I think we're gonna do a little teaser. Oh, oh there nice, you go. Mm-hmm. awesome! Yeah. So if you want to come join us, I think we're at eight one eight Butterworth, and the service times isn't are isn't it eight zero eight eight one? Oh, eight, it eight, is eight one eight. Sorry. Oh man, <laughs> See, I'm, no girl. I'm no girl. It's at the Gilby Center, and uh, service is at. 10 o'clock. We would love to see you all there. Mm-hmm. And uh, have a great rest of the week. Have a great weekend, everybody. And we will see you next week. Take care. God bless.